Welcome to Affiliates in Action. This is your host, Rick Morin. This is the August 2016 edition. Tonight, we are featuring Blind Pride International and the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. I had an opportunity to sit down with the president of CCLVI, Leslie Spoon, and her two vice presidents, Richard Rutta, who's the second vice president, and Kathy Farina, the first vice president, and we talked about CCLVI's history, some of the initiatives going on in CCLVI, and one of the things of special interest to me was a book that they published a couple years ago, uh, which should be of interest to our low vision listeners. Welcome to Affiliates in Action. You know, every, everybody talks about CCLVI, but I'm not sure everybody knows what CCLVI means. Sure, yeah. It's Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. That's, that's the acronym for CCLVI. What's the mission of CCLVI? CCLVI mission was started, uh, CCLVI started as an organization in, in the late 70s, early 80s by a gentleman known as Dr. Sam Janinsky, who who actually also founded the closed circuit television in the mid seventies. Brilliant man, and so CCI was founded through Dr. Sam Janinsky and, and a lot of folks who were involved in in the council all the time, saying we need more issues addressed to the low vision community. So as we're an affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, we the pressing issues that persons with low vision deal with that it might include signage things to prescription uh, labeling and, and better science and, and lighting and, and those types of things. So our mission is to really strike the balance of what ACB is doing for the larger community and to also make sure the voices of low vision citizens are being heard. Rick, we also have a bill, H.R. 729, that will stay introduced when Congress right. reforms and everything, but um, it is H.R. 729, which is the low vision yeah. Medicare right. um, Bill. Hey, we've been talking to you guys. Why don't you all introduce yourself? Tell me a little bit about who you are, what your position is in CCLVI, and something about yourself, you know, academically, professionally, or personally. I'm Leslie Spoon. I'm the, now the new president of Council of Citizens with Low Vision Internationally. I got introduced to CCLVI in um, Louisville, Kentucky in 2012. It's a wonderful organization. I'm also the president of the Florida Council of Citizens with Low Vision. It's near and dear to my heart. I have retinitis pigmentosa, and um, my vision is declining, but I still have, you know, some low visions. I was second vice president and on various committees and just help out the low vision community through ACB, which low vision people sometimes don't feel very comfortable with American Council of Blind folks seeing blind. It's a totally different aspect of what you can do and with the computers and all that, like you were saying earlier, Rick. So I am a um, professional aerobics instructor and personal trainer, and I'm in North Florida. Great. Yeah, I was wondering if you're going to get to that aerobic thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kathy Farina, first vice president of CCLVI just recently elected to that position. I'm from Albany, New York, and I have been a member of ACB since the 1980s and CCLVI for probably sometime in the 1990s. 
I am a social worker by profession. I worked for about 27 years for our local Albany County Mental Health Clinic and just recently retired from that job. I am also president of the New York State Council of Citizens with Low Vision. Super. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Richard Greta, I am uh, recently voted in as second vice president of CCLVI. I, I got involved in the organized blind movement by first attending an NFB convention for my job in the late 90s, and I was I was scared witless going, what, what the heck is this? And then a year later, my job sent me to a California Council of the Blind Conference in, in California, and I was immediately hooked. I was a vendor for my organization, and I said, wow, these guys are cool. They get it. They're fun, and they don't take it too seriously, but they take it seriously enough to be heard. So I got involved in California in 98, uh, and before long, um, at the time, I was in college studying to be a rehabilitation counselor. And, um, I got uh, encouraged to apply for the internship to work with ACB as a student intern in 2000. So I got to go to Washington, D.C. and hang out with, with all the folks then and really get to see the inner workings of ACB. And, and even more so, I got hooked and involved in, with the student affiliate. And I think in the early 2000s, um, I, I joined CCLVI and have been involved actively probably since 2009. And then in 2012, I joined as, uh, or as I voted in as president, have, have been involved ever since in various levels. I take that back. In 2010, I was CCLVI's president, and I, I ran for two years. Uh, and then my job kept me busy. By profession, I'm a rehabilitation counselor. I've worked for the state. I've worked for uh, various nonprofits uh, all over California. I currently reside in Sacramento and I uh, have a big black puppy dog named Oda, who's my CNI dog, uh, and uh, just just love it. Love to be a part of the the movement that helps our community strive for equality. In terms of of ACB, what initiatives is CCLVI involved with nationally? I know you you talked about that legislation, Leslie. Are are there other things going on nationally or other areas where you think we we could strengthen some of the some of the work between the national organization and the low vision community? We're trying to strengthen the, the guidelines for large print, you know, with, with the Braille Forum and CCLVI and make sure that the low vision community is taking advantage of the Braille Forum and able to be able to get the uh, Braille Forum so they could be able to read it in, in the right format. I think, well, Leslie hit it right on. Uh, we are revisiting and, and redoubling our commitment to the low vision guidelines and I think as our as our board meets and our committees meet this year, we're going to uh, reinforce what we've discussed in the past and, and, and talk about best practices. And you'll you'll be hearing more about what's going to emerge in the next couple of months, the next year. Um, but it's it's something that's near and dear to many of, of our members who who really want to see that as a as a president for the television community. Yes, CCLVI developed um, specific guidelines for standards for large print, what we feel would be uh, appropriate standard fonts for large print, and they haven't always been used. So I think we have to work closely with ACB to get that more more in the forefront, and I think there is a disconnect, I guess that's the word I'd look, look at, between us as an affiliate and ACB, and we We've tried to remedy that by uh, having some of our members on the board of ACB. Recently, we just got um, Sarah Conrad elected to the the board of ACB. So we're hoping that that linkage will help us 
to be more connected to the parent organization. Sarah Conrad's now on our board, CCLBI's yeah. board. She got elected yep. to our board, Rick. Great. We're re-establishing um, CCLVI, I would say, just um, with us coming on as new board members and new officers. And um, our first meeting is August 1st, so anybody that's wanting to chime in, and uh, please feel free. Um, it is on, Richard's put it on Facebook and Twitter. He's um, done that, which is great. And I've sent it out, and I'll, you know, I've sent it out to CCLVI. And so we're hoping we're, we get more people to, to engage with CCLVI in the future. I think we want CCLVI to be as, as you know tangible and as transparent as possible so that we can engage in bringing more members, you know, old and new, just to really be involved because there are a lot of the topics of low vision that aren't being addressed just in general. And it's not that ACB isn't always addressing it. It's just that we as an affiliate really want to make sure that those needs are being heard. We have a whole bunch of, I don't know if you know, Rick, we have committees through CCLVI, um, there's about, I've been looking at them, there's about probably 10 to 12, I would say, um, maybe. And so we're filling those this this week. We're filling those with chairs. We have chairs for each committee. Um, so we're filling those with three to four um, committee members. What are some of the more active committees, Leslie? Right now, um, I'd say membership is active, convention, fundraising, scholarship, um, scholarship communications. Scholarship's pretty, really big. We have yeah. um, we have also uh, as a, a part of the ACB convention, we have programming that we put on during the convention. Uh, so we have our own convention committee to try to get that programming set up. Yeah, can you recap a little bit what what your programming was this year at this year's convention? I mean, what were some of the highlights and? How well was it attended? Well, one thing we had was a discussion of bioptic driving. Uh, we had someone presenting about that and how that, you know, how that works and how people can get involved in that and that kind of thing. We also had a first dart tournament. Yeah. So I think that went pretty good. Um, yeah. Audible darts. Yeah. We had a discussion on parenting with low vision, which was well attended for a Wednesday afternoon, and, and that was... Um, that was that was well attended and, and, and a lot of a lot of sharing a lot of sharing um, from adults young and old on the people who are wanting to have kids and in, in low vision and people who have been there who are giving advice so that was a a really good sharing session um, that I think I hope we will emulate again and do some kind of a, a session because that was well attended. We also had our game night that we do. Um, we've done this is we've done it a couple of years in a row and it's it's a really good and fun time. Um, and then we have our mixer, which we yeah, you know, do our mixer, and we honor our scholarship winners at our mixer on the first day. So, and we and we generally also have a table at the marketplace. We did this year, and we were selling raffle tickets, and we had our our insights to low vision book that we created a few years back. So, we're doing a lot more and, and staying active and very visible at the convention. And so, we've had our walk. Kathy Farina has been the captain the last two years. We have a uh, team at the uh, ACB. Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Um, CCLVI's team is called Firecrackers, <laughs> which I am captain. And uh, so that's always a fun event to go to. Uh, and uh, so I would urge anybody who wants to join us next year, everybody's welcome. Come on down. <laughs> now, the, the first convention that I went to uh, was probably, oh, maybe six, seven years ago. I, I always heard the name Fred Scheichert. You know, associated with with CCLVI, 
and the, and the scholarships. Tell me a little bit about Fred. What his? I, I know he sponsors the scholarships, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about him beyond that? I mean, what does he mean to CCLVI? Um, Fred, for, to me, Fred is Fred is a wonderful man. He he gives so much of his time and energy to CCLVI, and um, he he does the three scholarships every year which, you know, are wonderful to young, young adults. He just, he loves, I mean, he, he just, you know, loves to to help the, the students. And um, I've known him since 2012, and just in that, that short time, I do know that Dan, my husband Dan Spoon, had told me that he actually had been in, involved in Florida many years ago and had been here. So um, I'm sure New York is very happy to have him there. So he's a wonderful man. When you look at the word generosity uh, in, in the dictionary, you see Fred's name next to it. He's, he's been more than generous to CCLVI in his time, his, his love, his loyalty. He's always sat at the CCLVI table in, in general session. Uh, yeah, as, as Leslie has stated, very generous to scholarships. He's, he's been involved, I, I think, with CCLVI a lot longer than I've been around, but he's loyal and dedicated and, and very soft-spoken, but boy, he's he cares. He cares uh, a lot, and, and, and we're proud to have him as as our as one of our own, and, and very very generous to to the whole movement and to the scholarships. What's his profession? Um, he is a um, well. He has he owns uh, racehorses, uh, um, thoroughbred, I believe. No, not thoroughbred. Um, what do you call it? The other one. Uh, Harness racing? Yeah, the, I mean, is 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 he at Saratoga Springs by any chance? He he lives in Saratoga Springs, and I believe his, um, you know, his horses and you know all that is there. Right. Um, and he has people who help them, you know, train the horses and that kind of thing. Yeah, because I found an article about him where they're talking about him celebrating one of his birthdays, and I guess he has. Um, he has some a coat or something that's that's you know very classic Fred Scheidgert they were talking about. But, mm-hmm. but 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 you got you know I mean part of what I'm trying to do here is just get people to know Fred because I think by virtue of his being soft spoken he's uh, it, people just say yeah Fred Scheidgert he, he gives us a lot of money but that's all they know about him. Uh, yeah. Right and and once you get to know him I mean he is a friend for life Rick. Yeah, let me just tell you his generosity to me at the convention. I was having a bad day. He came up to me and gave me this wonderful hug and gave me this big box of chocolate because I love chocolate. Being a fitness instructor, you know, I'm not supposed to love chocolate, but (laughs) I love chocolate. (laughs) So he gave me this wonderful box of chocolate and it's on my refrigerator. And every time I go and, you know, offer it to my um, friends that come over and my clients, you know, because that's, that's job security for me. And, and so, um, you know, and I talk about Fred. So Fred is so near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, a lot of people don't know about Fred, and he he keeps wanting to do more and reach out to the community and to the blindness community. And, and like Richard and Kathy were saying, he is soft-spoken, but once you get to know him, he is loyal to the core. I will say I'll say I'll say uh, two more quick things. I, I think more than generous. I think if, if he's kind, kindness, genuinely kind, with with no other intentions or or no other you know things in his brain. He just really want. He's kind, a very kind and giving man. And and the other the fun fact about Fred is 
Um, I don't think he's very fond of flying. So wherever that convention's at, he'll show up by Amtrak or bus. He certainly <laughs> won't come to Reno by plane, but he'll he'll get on the train a week early to be there on time, and then he'll he'll tell you about it. And he loves he loves his train tra- travels. He comes to every board meeting okay. on the telephone when we have our telephone board meetings. He has never missed except when he was on the cruise. Um, he comes to everything at our convention at the ACB convention with the CCLVI convention being in the ACB convention. He doesn't miss anything. um, He's also at the ACB auction every year that I've been involved with, the auction. He's been there. Um, He's just everywhere you go, he's he's there. And he's a great listener. He's a great listener. He'll, He'll... Really listen before he'll speak or contribute, and that's that's a great leadership quality right there. Do you have any sense of how many scholarship winners he's sponsored over the years? We have three scholarships every year that he is involved with. And they're about $3,000 each, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. been doing this over 10 years. He's done yeah. this. Yeah. So thirty, at least 30 people that I know of that he's given scholarships to. Can you tell any success stories about any of those folks? Sarah Conrad's one of those folks. She has won the uh, CCLVI scholarship as well as ACB scholarship. Lindsay Tilden was a scholarship yep. winner too. Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Tilden, who's chairman of our scholarship committee now, uh, won uh, a CCLVI scholarship. I, I, I was going to say to Lindsay's success, she is a speech therapist in San Diego too. So she's professionally employed and and doing her thing, too. Sarah is in school. She's in law school. Yeah. Manila. She is a Paralympic downhill skier. There's a woman in Palo Alto, California. Her name is uh, Hizuru Cruz. She was a former CCLVI scholarship winner. And I believe she works in the tech industry out here. And I haven't talked to her in a few years, but very was very engaged with, with CCLVI for a while. I think she helped us with our website early on. Another person is Bianca Knight, who is a lawyer, just recently graduated law school and is working for the state of Tennessee in their disability rights office. So we've got some talented people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she's on the scholarship committee. Yes, she is. Yep. And it's really fun to read the applications and interview these folks because they are just phenomenal in, in some of the things that they're doing. It's great. Yeah, how many applications do you get a year? Depends on the year, I guess. But yeah, we've we've got oh gosh, hundreds sometimes, and wow, you know, it d- depends on the year. Yep. Well, it sounds like you've had good success keeping these winners involved as members too. We also had Rick this year, which is which is I've never seen this, and it's, it was so so exciting to me personally. Tom, a scholarship winner, Tommy. Tommy Woodyard. Yeah, Woodyard, and his mother Mary came. And she pitched in and actually helped with the ACB walk, and she helped helped me sell tickets at all our events, and she just was a go-getter. I mean, I just—it's amazing. So I think, I think her and her son will be heavily involved in CCLVI. Talk to me a little bit about publications that you're involved with. I heard Richard mention a book. Uh, yes, I, I can talk about that. Insights into Low Vision. So when I became president in 2010, I, I had been involved in CCLVI for about three or four years prior to that. A gentleman by the name of Dr. Bill Takashita, who's a, who also does our, our Let's Talk Low Vision series, um, is blind himself, and he's been very supportive of CCLVI and, and knew Sam Janinski. So he had he has loyalty to, to CCLVI. So he and I, Dr. Bill, started talking, and we said, you know, we really like to create a resource that 
we could you know put in the hands of people who are wanting to learn more about their vision loss uh, and so he with all his resources got together a lot of doctors and, and wrote about small chapters on various degrees of vision loss how do you deal with a vision loss exam how do you deal with biopsic driving and and we published this book 2012 or 13 and it's insights into low vision and it, it right now we're gearing up to put it in Spanish but it's a really profound publication that's easy to read and in layman terms written by uh, various professionals in the field of blindness and low vision where, where, where Dr. Bill himself uh, still works and even though he's lost his vision uh, over the past 10 years and it's a great publication the book is on Amazon and it's for $20 and if you go to cclvi.org. You can learn more about uh, the book, and, and as we, as the board gets back on this year, we'll, we'll have more information on, on what formats the book will be available. And we have it in large print, we have it on audio, CD, and I believe in beta. Yeah, we're very excited about the book. We we are working to get it into the hands of as many people as possible. It, it is a membership tool, but I think we really want to do as much as we can with it to to really emphasize that, you know, gaining access to low vision resources doesn't need, you don't need a PhD, you don't need to uh, worry so much. And I think this book is a good, is a good pathway to that. And I, I enjoy reading it. Not only did I write the foreword, but I enjoy reading it myself. <laughs> it's, and it's a wonderful tool. And we sold, we sold a few of them at, at convention. So we're selling them, which is great. Yes. So, yeah. We, Rick, we also do vision access, um, which is our newsletter three times a year. Do it. January, May, and September. Mike Keefley is our editor, and, and we're trying to get the committee with him and uh, finalize more committee members for him to help him out, you know, with formatting and all that. So, um, But that's a good tool also when it comes on email or large print if you don't have email. Our website is wonderful. <laughs> we had um, Robert Spangler redo it, and I, I think he's just done a bang-up job. I Kathy agree. And- I've had people tell me that they... They like it, and I've looked at it on my phone, mostly using the iPhone, and sometimes I use my laptop, but I'm using my iPhone mostly for everything, and when I go through there on Safari and tap around, it's pretty easy, and it's very bright and very colorful, but not too gaudy, so I think it, Robert struck a good, struck a good balance. Um, we've had different webmasters over the years. They've all done outstanding jobs, but I really do like what Robert's put up there. I think we'll, as we evolve, we'll put even more content and more resources up there and links to different projects we're working on, but it's, 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 I think it's, it's current and it's modern, and it will only get better. CCLVI.org. We have a book list. We have a fundraising list, which Kathy's on. Um, mm-hmm. We have the um, our board list. We have uh, many lists. Uh, all of our general general membership list. Yep, the membership list, and which Jim Jim Yark does a wonderful job with that. So we're trying to go through that, make sure everything's up to date. He's always does the AMMS and gets everybody certified and make sure that we're not duplicating things. And so he's just done a fabulous job. I, I will also plug our social media if it's appropriate. We. We do have a Twitter presence that um, we've had for quite a while. I think we dusted it off this summer and, and use it a lot for convention. And uh, between myself and Sarah Conrad are, are trying to keep it uh, up to date because we try to link that to our webpage. And we've seen a lot of retweets from ACB National and vice versa. That's a, that helps with the affiliates. And our, our Twitter handle is Low Vision underscore INTL for international. I, we, I think we tried to go for CCLVI a few years ago and it was taken. So we have low vision underscore INTL is our user uh, handle for, for the Twitter. And then at 
Facebook, which I'm still getting on, I think it's if you just search for CCLVI, you'll, you'll see our link, and um, that, that's us, the Council of Citizens of Low Vision. How many members do you have? What's your membership? We have around 280, I believe. We've got, we got the um, growth award at the convention this year, which was wonderful. Um, Congratulations. So I believe, yeah, thank you. So I believe that's where we're around. Um, so we had 11, you know, 11 votes on the floor, which was great. And we, you know, we all we're all in a different affiliates, and but we all come together. It's a it's a great family, you know, CCLVI. So we're trying to grow it and keep old members and get new members and and be a big family. What's your strategy to grow it? First of all, as we mentioned before, getting more connected with ACB itself to get the word out there that we're there and that people in ACB may want to get involved as well with us. Also, we are distributing our publications to uh, the, the community at large, doctors' offices, associations for the blind, uh, you know, different places where folks, senior centers, different places where folks with low vision might be so that they know about us. We do have an 800 number which is on the website. That's a number that people can call if they have concerns about vision loss and how to cope with it, and we can put them in touch with resources in their area. So, you know, we're trying to to come up with ways of getting our membership to grow. If you look at it from a business point of view, it's all about product placement. We want to we wanna be that we don't want to be that can of Diet Coke, if you will, on the bottom shelf. We want to be at, at, at waist level. So you see it, you grab it, it's there, it, it, you remember it next time. We want, you know, like, through our publications, through our social media campaign, how we can we be tangible? How can we be at, uh, no pun intended, eye level? <laughs> so mm-hmm. people remember us, know us, and, and know to come back for us and, and know that we can be a resource to them at the legislative level when we go every every winter to the Capitol Hill, how do we work with ACB and Eric and, and, and his staff to really advocate for low vision needs and vice versa, grow our membership, provide publications, have uh, open board meetings, and have a just an open a, an open call a pathway to our board to our members and, and bring in and bring in more people. Two other things that you may want to be aware of um, that we we touched on very briefly before. One of them is um, that we have Let's Talk Low Vision with Dr. Bell. Uh, He does a series once a month about various topics of concern to low vision people. Like, for instance, he talked about uh, sunglasses that might help people with various eye conditions. He's talked about bioptic driving. He's talked about uh, how to... Um, meet people, you know, the dating scene, how do you how do you date when you have low vision, all sorts of topics. It's the third Tuesday of each third month, Tuesday, and then okay. about, about a week out, two weeks out, we start. Uh, actually, Jim just handed it off to me. We, we, we publicize it. Um, we actually replayed on ACB Radio when that podcast was posted on our website. The other thing that I, I wanted to mention real quick is that we have, in memory of Dr. Sam Janensky, who uh, invented the closed-circuit TV magnifier, we do, we get give away CCTVs every year, and they we get them donated from various companies who manufacture them, and we have a, you know, people can apply, and they're available to anybody from kindergarten through 
adult, you know, senior citizen level. Uh, anybody who needs a CCTV and would like to have one, they can apply. Um, if you look on our website, we advertise when that application period is. People can apply, and we give those away. Um, I, I, I might add two things. Kathy, absolutely. It's a great program. And, and again, we have Dr. Bill Takashita yes. to thank for that. And Sam Janinsky, uh, as I mentioned earlier on, on the program, it, it was really instrumental in starting CCLVI. He founded the first CCTV at the Rand Corporation in Santa Monica. Very smart, very eclectic guy. Um, he was Jewish, and he had a Jewish accent. Just really neat guy. When I was at uh, in college, he came and spoke to us about his invention and what he's done and ever since. And he started the Center for the Parsley Sided in um, Los Angeles, California. But the, the thing I want to reference is in the – and I remember this because I asked him to do this uh, when I was a student. In the March of 2000 – and it could be 2001. It's either March 2000 or 2001 Braille Forum. He wrote an article called One Man's Story. He wrote about uh, – and I had Penny Reader at the time publish it – about his life. Uh, with low vision, how he got started and how he created the CCTV, and it's a great piece of history that I think uh, we ought to look up. And, it, and yeah. it's a great, it's a great read. As you can see, I'm um, very, very happy with my board and my officers. So um, it's it's an exciting time for CCLVI. I hope people come up, come aboard that have not been with us, you know, new or old, and come up with us on our journey. We're also I looked at something earlier that we haven't. We haven't really tapped into, but I would really like to, is putting um, our vision access on the cartridge, which is the newsletter, like like we do with, um, you know, the books and all that, or even even on the card. We used to have it on cassette tape, but of course that's no longer an option. So we're we're hoping that maybe if people can get the cartridges, you know, they have the the players, you know, have it, have an audio version of uh, vision access again that people can listen to as well. And people can go to your website and get access to it, right? Oh, yes, they can. Yeah. Yeah. They can go to cclv.org and look at all of us. And you can email any of us. We all have email addresses. Um, You know, so if anybody would like to get in contact with us, they're welcome to. I might also add that I... um Leslie, maybe you can tell us all the existing CCLVI affiliates. Is there five or six? And you can join as a member through one of those state CCLVI affiliates or join as a member at large on our website. Is that information correct? It is correct. Um, There's the California Council, and then there's Florida Council, um, and then there's the Delaware Valley Council. Um, What is yours, Kathy? Metro? there's uh, mine is the New York State Council of Citizens with Low Vision, which encompasses everything north of New York City, and then the the um, I believe it's called the Metropolitan Council of Citizens with Low Vision is New York City area. Right, and I believe that's Ken through Ken Stewart. Well, hey guys, it's been great. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, we'd love to have you join. <laughs> 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 no, thank you for having us on. We really, really appreciate it. And like we said, we are um, restructuring CCLVI. And just if anybody wants to reach out to any of us, please feel free. And we're here for anybody that needs us. Again, your wet your website is cclvi.org, right? Correct. And and how do people get a hold of your emails by by going to that website? They can go to that website. Um, I believe I am president at cclvi.org, and Kathy 
can give hers. First vice president at cclvi.org. And I am second vice president at cclvi.org. And then we also have a, a, a info, a general, a general info box at cclvi.org. So info at cclvi.org as well. Okay, and great. And you can also call our call our 800 number. You know, Rick, if anybody really needs us, you know, please feel free to call our our 800 number. And Kathy Casey is um, the one that gets the information and directs it to one of us, uh, the board members. Okay, fabulous. Well, hey, guys, thank you very, very much, and uh, good luck with your endeavors. Congratulations on uh, on all being elected into your new positions, and uh, best wishes. I also had the opportunity to sit down and chat with Will Burley, who's the president of Blind Pride International. We talked a lot about what went on at convention this year with BPI, and we also talked about some of the current events and some of the support systems that BPI offers for its members. Well, we're here with Will Burley, who's the president of BPI. Will, you know, we toss acronyms around like crazy. Can you just let everybody know what BPI is, uh, what it stands for, and uh, a little bit about the mission of BPI? Sure. Um, BPR stands for Blind LGBT Pride International. It's a long name. Um, for those that don't know, we used to be called uh, B-Flag when we were first chartered uh, in 2000. Uh, in t- uh, 2009, uh, we changed the name. Um, this was before my time by a couple of years to encompass more of what we do. Um, um, our goal uh, is simply to give uh, people support and to provide allies a safe space um, for those that are LGBTQ and who that are blind and vision impaired. Um, so it's a social aspect, um, it's a, a learning aspect, and it's a teaching aspect because our girl, goal is to uh, let more um people know that we do exist. Um, it's kind of like the same thing that ACB does and all the other special interest affiliates do to let people um, be aware that just because we're blind, it doesn't make us any less. How many members do you have? How big, how big is the organization? <sighs> the last count, it was 119, if I'm not mistaken. That's good. So, that's, a, that's, that's a good size. Yeah, we're are, up there. Are, are you growing at a pretty good rate? Um, this past, uh, we've been kind of steady, uh, but we have a new initiative that we're going to start with this new board term. Um, our uh, term starts after convention every year, and we're going to do more outreach to not only LGBT uh, organizations, but to schools and um, colleges and things like that and the VR system. Um, Because LGBT is, um, I don't want to say it's getting popular, but because there's so much attention focused on it with, you know, um, equality and marriage that passed recently, uh, we need to let people know that we're here too. What kind of community supports do you offer for your members? Uh, we do. Uh, we have a vibrant email list. Um, it gets 
kind of rowdy at times. Not rowdy, but it gets very, very active at times, and then it's quiet. But we talk about different things, whether it's legislation that is being talked about, whether it's court cases or just uh, news items. Uh, we try to do um, a community call, like a teleconference, every once in a while. It's been happening about every quarter. Uh, we do things like um, BPI Bookshare, where we get people together and they can talk about what book they've read that they love. It doesn't have to be LGBT. It could be anything and um, things like that. And then we have a few um, state affiliates within BPI. Uh, we have the Texas affiliate, Oklahoma, and the D.C. affiliate. Now, I can tell you more about the Texas affiliate since I'm here. Uh, we started that back up back in 2013. And we have about uh, 20 members here in the state of Texas. And what we do is we have tele, uh, teleconferences. Uh, we get together. Like in Austin, we have uh, three or four members. And we, Austin is a like um, heaven for blind people that want to work. It's easy to get a job in Austin, uh, being that this is the capital. So we go out, have dinner, um, just a lot of different things. We just get out there in the community and we participate in other LGBT events just to let people know we're here. The events that occurred in Orlando were, were very tragic. Uh, did you did you have support type activities uh, involving that? And uh, do you have any members in the Florida area? We we do have members in Florida, and um, just bringing up bringing that situation up is uh, very emotional for me and for a lot of our members. Because um, even though we didn't have uh, BPI members there in Orlando, it, it touched the nerve which, with all of us. So one of the things we did was just to put there on our list and on the um, ACB leadership list on ways to donate money. It was money for the families. It went directly to the families and the survivors um, that experienced um, that in Orlando. Um, but what we did was just um, talk. Uh, it was a lot of talking. It was nothing that was uh, prearranged. It was just us talking about how we felt um, because a lot of us have never been through that before. Right. Um, so, and it still affects us and it, it's going to affect how we do our work um, not that we're going to be afraid, but it's going to um, direct um, how big we do things um, because we need to get our voice out there. Uh, we know there's always going to be hate, um, people who don't understand, um, but we have to be out there and letting people know that we love them even though they might not love us at that, that moment. I hate that it took... Um, losing 49 people um, but I think it helped um, people who sometimes do hate or sometimes don't understand um, to just step back and see what hate can do um, so 
if there is a silver lining with it, that was it. Um, we're taking baby steps, and all we have to do is keep stepping forward, and hopefully people will remember it and just show a little more kindness. Yeah, I think the, I think the press did such a, a beautiful job with the whole thing. I, I, I don't know if you saw Anderson Cooper's... Um, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I still, I still tear up when I think about that. Yeah, it's hard for me to even talk about it now um, because you know we we like to think that we've moved on because we get busy with work and traveling to conventions and things like that. But it sticks with us, and if if there's anything that um, can be pressed upon the ACB family. Even though BPI is really accepted, but we know there are people that um, don't understand whether it's for religious reason, reasons or whatnot, um, but we're still people, uh, we're still family, and we're still here for you when you need us, and we just want um, you, you to be there for us. We just had a convention, of course, and, and I know BPI had a pretty good program there. Can you just uh, give us a recap of the program and what some yeah. of the high points were? Yeah, I'm still trying to recuperate <laughs> from the week because we have always have a lot of programming. Um, of course, we have our mixer on, on Sundays. That's always a big draw. Um, for the past three years or so, we've been doing uh, the mind-body uh, programming where we try to look at different ways where we can make ourselves better, whether that be mentally, physically, and emotionally. Uh, This year we did Breathing for Healing. Um, We did a new workshop on nutrition. Uh, Of course, we do still have our LGBT workshops that's open to everyone. Uh, This year we had How to Be a More Effective Ally, Um, and that's always good. We had uh, quite a few people there. And it's always um, uh, ways for people to talk. Uh, what else do we do? We had our ever-famous wine tastings. <laughs> Those are always sold out. Um, we had four this year. And then uh, during the week, we just try to get out there and ex- explore the city um, because a lot of us have never never been to these places as a lot of the ACB family. So we try to get out there and just see what's there. And uh, Minneapolis was great. So what's so special about your wine t- tastings? I ran into a bunch of people that went. But, <laughs> and every, everybody everybody I ran into that went, was you know they were raving about it. So Yeah, well, we have um, three wine consultants, myself, um, my partner, Gabriel Lopez, um, and Don Brown. And we have, it's just um, Napa Valley wine, but we try to make it a little exciting. We, um, we have um, things to go along with the wine so you can see how differently it tastes uh, when you eat certain things. And we try to make it a little fun. We crack jokes and things like that. So it's always exciting and um, people want us to do more and more. So I don't know how we're going to get past four <laughs> for one year, but we'll try. We'll yeah. keep trying. That, that certainly was a busy week. Talk about some of the education you do. Yeah, I mean, education both from the standpoint of educating members, but also uh, educating um, well outside of the organization. 
Right. Um, and that that's a really important thing for us because um, on disability.gov a, a couple of months ago, it said by the year 2050 that um, blindness and um, vision impaired will double. Um, and a lot of those people are LGBTQ individuals. So we're trying to get out there um, and let them know that just because you lose your sight or um, start losing your sight, it's not the end of the world. And that's the, the, the big focus for us. Um, because I, I like to take my experience with me having lost my sight eight years ago. Um, I tell people I never noticed a blind person until a week before I lost my sight. And so it was really scary at first because I thought I was the only one. I, w- I thought I was not going to be able to work again ever, um, not be able to use a computer. So I like to take that experience and um, help others that may be u- losing their sight due to age um, or disease or what have you. And there's a lot of um, LGBTQ people. Uh, we're trying to get out there to the um, assisted living or uh, older adult homes because um, a lot of people start losing their sight. So we want to be there for them, uh, whether it's doing the conference calls or whether we have people in the city um, that can visit and put a, a hands-on touch to it. So that's our main thing. Uh, we also want to get involved um, with the LGBT caucus in the house so we can have um, have what our needs um, into any, any bill that is proposed um, because with the blindness aspect uh, be- beginning to increase, people need to start thinking about that. Right, because we have, currently we have our advocacy and legislative together, and we've just been really focusing on the advocacy portion of it um, with LGBT advocacy as well as the overall ACB initiatives that they put out there. Um, But as far as legislation, um, there's a lot of things because we can get involved with the equal pay, um, non-discrimination for work. That affects us all. So a lot of the um, uh, initiatives that you hear uh, other non-blind LGBT groups getting involved with, we we are interested in the same things. Publications. Do you guys um, publish anything? Yeah, our newsletter is called the Inside Out Magazine. Our current editor is um, Leah Gardner. She lives in California. We have a lot of members in California. And we have a really good um, newsletter. It's currently for members only, but if people want to uh, get an ish- issue um, just to see what we're doing, they can do that. I do that quite a bit, and a lot of times people join after they we read the newsletter. We have a lot of a member participation in there. Um, um, of course, this upcoming newsletter will have a lot about our elections and our convention and what we have what we have coming up in the coming year, trying to get people to volunteer their time. 
Um, because just like with ACB, uh, a few people can't do everything. Right. So we've been pretty, we've been pretty blessed with having people that will step up and, um, giving above and beyond, um, what people normally would. What type of events do you have planned for the year? Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of, uh, membership outreach, um, where we come together maybe every quarter, or every six months to see how we're doing or see things that, what do we want to do um, uh, coming up? Because um, we always like to have communication because uh, we don't know what to do unless we communicate with each other. Um, we're going to keep doing our BPI book shares. Um, that's really popular. Um, so we invite um, people to come out. Um, just you can get on our email list or send me an email. I would think most people know how to get in contact with me or know somebody that knows how to contact me. Um, like I said, with the book share, you can just come in, uh, introduce a book you've read. And a lot of um, times you get more people that haven't even heard of a book and you have something to talk about with somebody else. Uh, we're going to still get back involved with um, the human rights uh, HRC. Uh, we, our previous pres- president um, got involved, and so we're going to try to start up some, some more initiatives with them. Um, they're the biggest um, LGBT organization around. Um, so we're going to um, try to do that again and try to let people know we have a lot of allies in, in the organization. Um, so you don't have to be gay or questioning in order to be a member. Um, you can just come in. Uh, if you believe in equality, that's what we're here for. Yeah, define, you used the word ally a couple of times. Just define that for, for everybody listening. Right. An ally is a person that may not be gay and in our case may not be blind. They just, they just support uh, what we stand for, what we're trying to do, so they can become a member and um, get the word out there about BPI, ACB as well. Um, and any other of the state or special interest affiliates because we like to get the word out there about ACB and um, not too long ago I was um, first vice of GDUI so I kind of (laughs) cross-pollinated with getting the word out there with ACB, BPI, and uh, GDUI so we're trying to get the word out. Yeah, do you have any close affiliations with uh, with other um, affiliates within ACB? Uh, yes, of course, uh, GDY. Um, our, the president, Penny Reader, is one of our ally members. Um, and that's how we became close, um, even closer. We were friends before, but I consider her like a sister almost. Um, I was in Ivy... Um, and we did some programming with Ivy. Um, I think it was in Las Vegas um, convention. I spoke there. Um, we have a, a burgeoning relationship with the students. Um, we had some programming with them. And we have, of course, some members that are um, 
uh, a part of our organization as well as students. So we try to get out there, um, do different things, and it seems to be working for on both ends. I uh, happened to be in the room with some of the student uh, meetings this year. and God, the energy mm-hmm. level was great. Oh, yeah. They've come a really long way um, in just a short time. So it's been nice to get to know them and just to see, like you said, the excitement and how they're really uh, making a name for themselves. I'm really proud of them. Yeah, oh, that's great. The uh, How about your website? Uh, we're, we're going through some changes right now. Uh, when it gets back up, our website, it's a long one. It's blindlgbtpride.org. Um, blindlgbtpride.org. So we'll send out um, a message when we get it back up because we're making some, some changes. Um, in my past life, I did uh, websites and so I don't like things to be <laughs> the same all the time. And, you know, there's m- new ways to make it more accessible. Um, and that was one of our workshops um, that we had at a convention on how to, how to make your website searchable and accessible. So we have to <laughs> we have to, to put the things in practice, what we learned this year. Right. Yeah. Now, you work. Are, are you doing the same work now that you that you did before you be, you became blinded? Um, not quite. Before I lost my sight, I was a paralegal. Um, I did, um, I've been a paralegal for 16 years now. Um, basically what I do is almost the same. Um, before I did litigation, business formation, um, a whole host of things, um, class action lawsuits. But now I work, um, for the PNA system the protection and advocacy system. Right. I, I work for Disability Rights Texas as a client assistance program advocate. Right. And I've, I've been doing that for about two years. And, and, and does that get involved with the LGBT type activities or is it just a... We try to because one of our mandates is to uh, try to serve um, minorities. So... Um, part of what we do, we have to go out ever so often and try to uh, let people know about what services we offer. offer. And so I'm always out there uh, with the local um, LGBT groups and organizations within the city just to let them know, hey, we know that there are uh, LGBTQ individuals who are disabled and we can let let you know what services are out there, and if you need help, we can help you there too. Now you have uh, various lists that people can can subscribe to. Do, do you have to be a member to take advantage of those lists? Currently, um, for the past couple of years, you have to be a member, but that's something that we're looking into. Um, because a lot of times people don't know, so they want to check things out. Um, so that may be one thing that we look at, too, when we get the website back up and looking brand new. We might just off- offer uh, the website to non-members as well. But right now it's only for members. Um, and we have about 
we have mo- most members on our email discussion list, about 100 people. So it gets pretty active at times. I can imagine. Oh, how, about, yeah. how, how about social media? Do you have a presence there? Yes, we do. We have uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, our Facebook is blind.lgbt, so facebook.com slash blind.lgbt. Um, and our uh, Twitter, now this is going to sound really weird, but it's blind. Um, I-N-T-L Pride so it's for international so find us on Facebook that's easier (laughs) and we'll lead you to Twitter (laughs) so so talk to me about the international piece what 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 aspects of BPI are are in the international realm well we have like our vice president um, Gabriel Lopez he is from Honduras, and so he has a real passion for um, even partnering with blind individuals outside of the country. And whether they may not be members of BPI, but we want to help them, um, give them the tools to start an organization that meets their needs. So, we, you know, we have um, LGBTQ people all over, and we have... Um, blind and vision impaired <laughs> LGBTQ people all over the world. So, you know, it's kind of um, hard to have somebody um, in England, even though we do have uh, members in Australia, England, um, all over the place. But we give them tools to, if they want to start their own organization um, that will meet their needs. And they can still be a member of BPI so they can get all the, the goodies. We normally have two events for the year, of course, convention, and then we do a social networking um, trip, um, maybe like in October or November. Um, We don't have one planned for this year, but we've done a cruise. Um, Let let me guess, Mikey Wiseman was probably involved with helping you plan, right? um, Yes, right before I got involved, Mikey, um, at one of the conventions, um, I think it was Louisville, brought up the fact that people wanted to do something besides convention. Right. And um, that um, had us go on uh, it's still going on we've done the cruise uh, Vegas before the Vegas convention um, and then we went to New York last year well hey thanks Will what's the best way for people to uh, reach out to you guys if they want to get more information if they want to join uh, that type of thing I think the best right way right now, as of the us um, having this conversation, uh, people can call me at 713-614-3322, or they can email me at uh, will.burley, uh, B-U-R-L-E-Y, the number three, at gmail.com. So that's will.burley3 at gmail.com. And my phone is always open. My email is always open. So if people want more information or they know someone that could use 
um, an organization like uh, ours, um, they can give, give me a call. You've been listening to Affiliates in Action on ACB Radio. Affiliates in Action is aired on the first Monday of every month at 10 p.m. and then replayed periodically. Please join us again in September for another edition of Affiliates in Action.